Welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable Podcast from Gestalt IT, the only show that dares to be both on-topic and on-location, or on-premise and on-premises. Each time we meet, we bring together a group of IT luminaries to discuss a single concept. In this episode, we're talking about data storage. Specifically, we're talking about where your data is stored and how it's stored. Who really cares? I mean, it's just storage after all. So first, let's meet our panel. Hello, I'm Max Mortillaro. Uh, I'm at Dark Avenger on Twitter, and my blog is at camchin.com. Hello, I am Enrico Signoretti. I come from Italy, and my blog is juku.it. Hi, I'm Mark Carlton. I'm from the UK. Uh, I'm uh, on Twitter at mcalton1983, and uh, just switch it on and off.com. Jeffrey Powers from Geekazine.com, uh, Twitter handle Geekazine, just think magazine put in a geek, and of course, BuildDayLive.com for the enterprise side. And thanks for having me. So let's talk about this. Data storage. Typically, we've all been pretty fanatical about where our data is stored. And by where, I mean uh, not just like what country it's stored in. I mean not just what data center it's stored in. I mean not just what storage array it's stored in. I mean what disk it's stored in, what track on that disk it's stored. Everything, all the way down to the bits and the bytes. But, you know, it's 2018. Who cares? Right, Enrico? Yes. In fact, it, if it was 1985, I agree with you. So you wanted to even select the track where you were saving data. Uh, there, there is some uh, things that uh, we, we should take into account anyway because we have laws and regulations in Europe. So if you live in Europe, somebody cares because you, know, you could uh, go in a very huge trouble if data is stored outside Italy, for example, even if it's encrypted, even if it's, uh, you know, uh, nobody can read it. Actually, you can't. Okay, so... You and the only person that is in charge of this is the legal representative of the company, meaning the owner or whom for it. So Okay, so you're saying that we don't care about which track or disk it's stored on, but we do care which country it's in. Yes, so the data, the concept of data or, or the concept of the single file, okay, you don't care if it's in a single NAS or a distributed in several file layers or whatever. Uh, not anymore. There are tools to manage data workflows. There are tools to manage, you know, all your infrastructure. But actually, you uh, care about who owns the the infrastructure. I think you may want to care about where your data is, at least from a performance perspective. Talking about the storage, I mean, the the technical part of things. Because you may have some applications which have some requirements. You may have a tier zero workload, and obviously you cannot run that, for example, if you're doing high-frequency trading or if you're running uh, HPC workloads. You may not want to run everything from a NAS, for example, or from a secondary storage array. I I, I agree. I, I think one of the areas is also that we've got to start thinking about data is the the customer or the the, the business isn't, actually bothered about where it's kept, but it's also then how are you collecting that data and where that data is coming from, which can start to decide where you've got to put that data. If you're doing it in remote sites and you're collecting that data from remote locations all across the globe and trying to centralize it, is it best to bring it back into a data center or is it best to bring it into the cloud first and then bring the data back into a data center where you can start to handle it? Yeah, but we're, we're, there are two levels of the problem. One is you know uh, compliance, 
Okay, mm-hmm. and the irony is the technical problem. Okay, if I if I uh, if I look at the technical part of the uh, of the problem, yes. Okay, you want to do you want to know if you are in a fast tier or in a you know slow tier, uh, the cost of your storage, right? But once you define these rules, okay, who cares if it's uh, on a array A or array B? Okay, also because we are no longer talking about terabyte here, we are looking, talking about petabytes. Even the smaller of the companies now are starting to deal with petabytes. And every time I talk with my customers, they actually uh, talk to me, well, we are experiencing this, uh, you know, uh, huge growth that uh, everybody talked about for years. Now it's really happening. And we are talking about people that were storing a few hundreds of terabytes. In, uh, in the past, and it's true that uh, there's also this this move. I mean, uh, most of what you're seeing now in enterprises are uh, all flash arrays or even NVMEs coming in. So, let's say that the performance can still be a problem, but it's getting less and less of a problem because you're moving up the stack with all flash arrays as a kind of standard, and with NVMe as the the new fast tier somehow. So, taking the technical perspective, then. Do we care? From a technical perspective, I care about what the data is going to sit on and how it's going to do. But it's not about the performance. It's not about the capacity side of things. It's about providing that business need and what the customer is trying to use the data for. That's where I see the caring side of things come in. I don't really care what sits underneath it. I don't think customers care so long as it delivers what they actually need at the end game. Uh, whether it be that they're collecting in petabytes, terabytes, that side of uh, it. It's Actually, so look, look at what happens uh, in any organization. So business drives the decisions. From, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if they need data quickly, they just want data, access to data quickly. Okay, so they don't really care if you are using an object store or whatever. They just, so they, they just uh, impose you a rule, a policy, okay? Then if you automatically move data around, because if they don't need it anymore, it's moved to a second tier or to a third tier, who, who cares? Okay, not the business. Because they, are work, they just need their data when they need it. That's it. So everything is transparent for them. For any other person in the organization, except the sysadmin, maybe. Okay, and... The infrastructure is becoming really complex for several reasons. So you, if you don't want to hire you know, uh, a dozen of sysadmin, but you want to manage it with a couple or one, or not even a storage admin, just a general purpose sysadmin, then you need uh, automation tools. And so you lose control on where data really uh, is. So let me sum up. So what I'm hearing is that there are still technical considerations in terms of location and services and so on, but those things can be specified in terms of different tiers or different classes or whatever, and that those things can be automatically applied, and that means that you don't need to worry about it. It's not that everything is awesome. It's that we can apply the right storage automatically to the data without having to worry about it personally. Is that right? I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I think so as well. It's, uh, it's a case of you build your infrastructure 
and you build a platform to be able to deliver results back to your business. Once that's built, who cares where it sits and how it sits on there? So long as then you can bring in the different business drivers above that, whether that be moving into different markets that we're seeing now trending, the AI conversations, the machine learning conversations, IoT, those types of areas, that platform underneath can actually deliver results no matter where it sits. And you can bring those, those drivers back in. Again, it's the business that needs them. Yeah, again, but to uh, maybe to, to end a bit on the whether it matters or not, and the technical aspect, there is the... What what you are saying and what Anuka are saying is saying as well it comes from the the premise that uh, all organizations are perfectly rational, that they have implemented automation, that uh, they are using best in class tools to manage their storage environment, and very often in large organizations it is not really the case. So there still is at least for a predictable, short medium term future the need to have people who kind of control where the data goes. Because data is not an infinite resource. If you have it on-premises, uh, you have a certain amount of data which is available to you. And but when... you mean other sources, not data. So, mm-hmm. But at this point, there is another trend in the market. Okay, So we saw uh, for several years all the virtualizer failing somehow. No? And uh, we had a, a lot of... Uh, examples. So these guys had a, a layer on top of other arrays or other systems and to virtualize all the data movement on the backend. Okay. But now this layer is implemented inside the storage system. Okay. Look at uh, you know NetApp with its uh, uh, cloud pools they are called or or uh, many other vendors now. They are they are practically uh, telling you, look, we manage in the backend the tiers, even external tiers, even, uh, uh, let's say, cloud tiers, okay? You don't care. You just put the rules in place, and we just manage all the data movements on the backend. So, yes, you think you are dealing with an, uh, an, a primary array, but actually primary storage, but actually in the backend, it does a lot of operation and spread the data in many places. Okay, that you like it or not, I don't know, but actually, this is what happens. Okay, and it is happening more and more often. So, technically, we do we think this is a solved problem? From the technical perspective, uh, we are finding solution. Finally, uh, I'm not sure that uh, uh, the problem is solved from the human perspective of things, but that's a very complicated discussion. And again, it, that's kind of where I was going with it in the way of the, the technical side of things. We are getting there now. We're able to deliver this ag- agnostic or hybrid solutions where data can be in the right place at the right time for the customer's needs. Getting businesses to actually adapt to that and change to that is the harder element of it. And that's where I think the, the, the human side of it comes in, in the way of the management tier, being able to utilize or know that you're and, and be comfortable around your data just being there and available to you. If we think about being the actual end user as such, we turn on our laptops, we had shares that our businesses will deliver to us. We, we just trusted that. Now coming back into where actually the people that deliver that, we've got to, and the system admins have to kind of let that little bit go, trust that that was going to deliver and the technology is going to deliver and concentrate on that data layer and that, and that capabilities around there. 
beginning, Enrico mentioned locality of data, specifically the location of, uh, of data on, um, in, in different countries. We need to talk about that. One reason that I'm excited to have this group of people together is because uh, you've got four different uh, countries represented here. Um, two and a half EU countries, and uh, of course the United States. You know, given that, I mean, the UK Parliament has implemented GDPR and is talking about copyright restrictions and all these other things. Um, they really care where your data is stored, huh? Yes, and 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 GDPR with, with GDPR coming in, and I, I know the UK, we've we've. We, we brought in GDPR and those, no matter what happens in, in the future, we will adopt and we will be signed up and we will carry on with the GDPR capability because at the end of the day, it affects European citizens and European citizens will still live within the UK. So we still have to make sure we adhere to those, those laws. Um, what I'm finding is we have to start to think about how, again, when it comes to those governance side of things, the technology we use in those cases so we could use policy-driven object stores where data is allowed to be on repositories and we have multiple repositories owned and it can actually be siphoned or positioned and repositories could be held within specific states or specific locations that that, that company resides to to meet their laws. So there's technology around that and we are taking that into... Uh, I, I think everyone's got to take that into, um, in, in, into their planning and one of the things that... I try to work with now, especially with GDPR coming in, is that privacy by design element whenever it comes to, to data. What do you mean by that? So one of the things that GDPR comes in, and when you start to think about that, is you start with the privacy by design. You think about the types of data and the classifications of the data you're collecting, what you have within your business and where you bring it in. Um, if you classify something as it's not personal data, it's not data that is ever going to hurt anybody or anything that if, if it was to be stolen in any way, it wasn't going to be, uh, it's risk-free data that can be stored in a different location. Anything that goes up to that personal level that's going to actually impact a person, or uh, that's when we start to see the new classification. Are we still thinking about logical stuff, not physical stuff? So technical, physical, logical compliance, you know? Uh, I don't want to make it complex uh, reasoning here, but uh, it's not important where data is physically located. If it's you know physically located in, the, in which storage array is physically located, you want it in your data center or you want it in your country. Okay, so you put two different kinds of rules. One is you want even if you want to delete all the data of this guy, you want to be sure that you are deleting all the data that were anyway stored in your country. Okay. So there is, yes, we care about, you know, data. I'm not sure we care a lot about where it's stored physically. You have a logical view of data. Is, okay. is that true? Um, you can store data anywhere physically? In theory, you could. Um... There's, there's, however, another aspect I was thinking about, and it is around <clears throat> whether... Uh, the, so you have laws in place, regulations, whatever, which you need to comply to. But implementing these regulations has a cost. I mean, you, if you have to store data, for example, in a country which is... You're operating in many countries. You have to store data, for example, in a country outside of the European Union. It has its own 
data protection laws, it forces you to have data on the country. Even if you didn't have it before, you have to you, you may have to build an infrastructure just to store the data there. So for, for a business, it can, be, it, it can be an act of balance between the cost of building and operating an infrastructure and the risk or the cost of not it. complying with the laws and what, what happens if you're in infraction with the law. It, it, it all comes out if the law says that, for example, you store data outside, we will imagine your financial institution. We, you put data outside of your country, you'll get a first warning, then a warning with a fine, and then we'll, remove, we'll take your license off. Well, and imagine that you have to spend $50 million to build an infrastructure. Well, you can get the risk of getting a warning and save $50 million and put it and invest into that in a couple of years later. Who knows where you're going to be two years later? Maybe you will sell your bank's uh, assets, maybe you will move somewhere else. So that's 50 million bucks you're saving immediately, you know? So there's this balance. It may, you, there's, there may be regulations, but some businesses may just want to ignore that. I agree. There is businesses that will want to ignore that. And I, and I think one of the things, I know we're delving into deep into the GDPR some, some side of things sometimes, but the, it also comes down to when, when I've been looking at the design elements, whether you're the processor or the controller of that data. So businesses that are processing data, they might be ingesting it, but they might have a service provider or they might be pushing it off into the cloud and you need to make sure they're then dealing with that data accordance to the GDPR rules and they're regulating the data in the correct way. Because if you think about some of the cloud providers, there's a chance they could be putting it into other availability zones or other data centers that sit within other countries that don't fall into the same laws. Um, from anyway, service providers, but you else. are moving it on to someone else. But that business needs to then start to think about where that sits, because as the processor, it is still your responsibility to make sure they are adhering to the GDPR requirements. So, so right. as the business, because you're going to put your data and it's in that contract. So, even looking beyond GDPR, one of the things that kind of frightens me about this whole situation is essentially we've got politicians writing laws that aren't necessarily in um, accordance with logic and physical, technical capabilities. You know, it, it, is, it sounds great to say you should have to delete this data on, on demand or that you have to store this data in a certain location, but that may not be um, practical with technology as it stands. And what if they come up with another law that says something that's totally infeasible? You know, then what do we do? Mm -hmm. Even GDPR, no, it's very complicated to you know to stay compliant uh, with GDPR. Probably most of the companies are not compliant yet. So, and uh, I don't know. So the intention of these lawmakers uh, was very very good. Okay, the implementation of GDPR 1.0 is not perfect. I totally agree. Probably everybody agrees on that. And maybe they will, you know, in a few years, they will update the law and they will make it better. Okay. I think Europe is trying, the Europe Commission is trying to, to make things better for European citizens. So if you read the, uh, the GDPR, for example, there are a lot of uh, things that are related to social networks. There are so many other things that are 
out of GDPR. They are not, you know, and it's very difficult because if you are a company, you say, okay, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not Facebook, okay? So I'm not sure that is uh, applied to me, but if I, you know, try to stay compliant, it's very expensive, but, you know, the fines are huge, what uh, can I do? And for some of them, it's just easier to delete everything or to, you know. Or to not do business there. I mean, yeah, or to not do business there. And so I think it's beyond the scope of this podcast talking about GDPR. But, uh, you know, again, the, the intention was good. Well, but back, back, so back to the topic. I think what I'm hearing is that you really have to care. Because there's laws, and these laws are very strict, and there are fines, and so on. So, as Enrico said at the beginning here, we may not care which storage, which disk, or flash system, or whatever, which storage array it's stored on, but we do have to care where it's where it's stored in terms of geography. Is that right? Yes. Location. Yes. Yeah. There may be also the question about. Talking geography aside of whether the data is going to be stored on premises or if or you're going to are in the cloud. And there again it, it comes down to cost, it comes down to uh, to risk, uh, it also comes down to uh, if if the company is even in control of the data, because here we talk about if we care about data placement data placement, but there's also the question if there is even any control over data placement. If there are any company policies which state it must go here, it must go there. If there are, if there's the question of shadow IT, right? People which are just putting data regardless of any company regulations. You just imagine uh, some, some devs or a team, whatever, just gets a production database, a copy of a prod database, put it into an S3 bucket, it's not protected. And, you know, there's a guy scanning stuff with Shodan, and then after three or six months, there's a huge data leak and fines come in, and you know that's uh, that's another question: Is do they deem the cloud to be safe? Is it not safe, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Mm-hmm. And yeah, data leakage and data loss. I mean, that's the that's the thing, right? You can you can have uh, the best intentions in the world, but uh, but mm-hmm. things can leak out. So back to the core question: I'm going to give you guys a chance to to weigh in one last time. Who cares where your data is stored? Do you, Max? I do care uh, at, in certain cases, I do care if the resource, storage resources are limited and if there is no automation in place. I do care to make sure that data is placed in the appropriate tier. Of course, if you have automation, then it's no longer a problem. You, let, let's say it that way. Technically, you wouldn't, really, you wouldn't have to care about data placement from a technical perspective, but you may have to care uh, on the, uh, let's say, legal and compliance aspect. But it's a matter of it's a matter of a risk versus cost. It's, the, it's a business decision. It shouldn't be an IT decision. Okay. Enrico, do you care where your data is stored? Technically speaking, not anymore. Uh, because there are all these automations, of course, if you invested in your infrastructure. <laughs> Technical debt. And uh, yes, legally speaking, that's another matter. Okay. Mark? Uh, again, from a technical side of things, No. From a usability, business, governance, performance, security point of view, yes. And finally, Jeff, we had you in here. Uh, you know, you're listening to these Europeans talking about the European data laws and all this kind of stuff. They're talking about storage. They're talking about storage admins and storage management. 
you know, you're kind of my ringer here. You're the, you're the, the, the real person. Have they convinced you? Should you care or should you not care? I've, I've seen a lot of things in my time when it comes to data. I've seen, I've seen data administrators uh, take their uh, tape backups, put it in their bags, take them home for the night, and come back uh, the next day because that, that was the only way that they, uh, they truly felt like they, uh, they could keep the, the company safe. Um, lots of things have changed over the years, and uh, it's, it's, it's a weird, wild world, and, and throwing GDPR is basically throwing another layer of icing onto a cake that, uh, that has to deal with other things, such as uh, biggest example being the HIPAA laws out there um, and how, that can, uh, how those two can conflict with each other when it comes to somebody's data. Putting it on a secondary cloud is uh, kind of something that, we, that I've always was told was not the best thing. Uh, and then, of course, it became we went from a wired world to a wireless world. So it, uh, it, it, it changed the rules, and a lot of people have accepted it. But the, the bottom line is everybody should care about where their data is, no matter what, uh, what system they put it on and how, they, uh, how, they, how, they, how it gets put throughout the, the, uh, the cloud, throughout the whatever. Well, I care where my data is stored. And I get the last word since I'm the host of the On-Premise IT Roundtable podcast. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this discussion, please subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes, since that really helps our visibility. And please share this show with your friends. This podcast was brought to you by GestaltIT.com, your home for IT coverage across the enterprise. For show notes and more, go to GestaltIT.com slash podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.